0: You have found the number one podcast for you, for you, about you. Those who get up every day and get after it, rise and grind, grind to, to grind to bring fitness to those around you. Sometimes, whether you realize it or not, mm-hmm. can we do things here? We we talk about things here. What kind of things do we talk about?
1: Well, uh, important things,
0: very important things. Yes.
1: And not so important things.
0: Even more important than the <laughs> not so imp- than the important things is the not so important no, things. You're no. absolutely correct. And this show is loaded with not mm. so important things. That's right. But truly, this is about bringing fitness full circle. This is about physical fitness, health fitness, well fitness, risk fitness, emotional fitness. I forgot a bunch of other fitnesses, but they're all in there. And we're mm. bringing attention to the ways that we help keep people
1: fit. Full circle fitness.
0: Deal. That's what we should have called it. But rising grind is what we (laughs) named it after all.
1: That's right. So uh, let's rise and let's grind together. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Kim, the comments keep pouring in, right? Mm. We got 11.75 listeners. Oh
1: my goodness.
0: Check this out. Jen in B-Town. That's what I call Bremerton because I'm cool like that. She said, I listen to all three podcasts and you guys get better every time.
1: My mom said that too. She was like the third podcast. You're just improving every single time.
0: So we can effectively say that this is going to be our best podcast ever, right? It
1: really will be. Oh, Mm boom!
0: we're doing it. We also got Jennifer from Kitsap County. She evidently wanted to remain anonymous. Uh, Jennifer from from Kitsap County. She says, I watched it on YouTube because I like seeing you guys. That made me really nervous as I was putting this one together because I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, svelte. For this show
1: I feel like you're always so like logoed up for your BC fitness like I need to start wearing my logos yeah. better. I'm, I'm not doing a very good brand representation for myself.
0: You, well it's something to think about right, right. Some, yeah. episode
1: you, five I'm gonna be on that yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah.
0: You, you uh I'll if you need hat. some tips just let me know.
1: Yeah I oh,
0: will thank All you. Right. Today's podcast we talked about if diamonds are forever the space diamonds are definitely infinity and beyond.
1: Space diamonds.
0: Space diamonds. We're going to go into that. Partner peeves, what cell phone mm. buttons push your buttons? Mm. And I think this is this is going to be deep. This is one's going to go deep. This is going to be important ones. Yes. Important things we talk about. Celebrity couples, did they make it or did they break it? I am going to quiz you two on <laughs> your pop culture. This is going to be fantastic. I did do research, hours of research on this. Um, <laughs> we're going to we're going to see. And then, There's going
2: to be a winner and a loser. Oh, will, man. I love they're, this. They're Kim Ruby.
0: versus yes. Kim. Yes.
1: Kim. 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 Yep. Yeah.
0: And then we have special guest, Kim Sterling from Edward Jones, talking about how she keeps people fit with their wealth fitness and what people can do to keep themselves fit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because just for the sake of two Kims, I'm going to refer to her as Spicy K. Spicy K. Yeah. If the name Spicy K comes up, that is, of course, who I'll be talking about.
1: Yes. I am not spicy. I'm... White vanilla. <laughs> 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 it makes me Sounds so boring. Take it back. There's room, plenty of room for vanilla. I mean, I like, some, love vanilla. I like some spice. I'm going to have a one-star spicer. Like, give me one star on my pod Thai, and I'll be okay. Uh-huh. Is there
0: such a thing as, like, spicy vanilla? I Maybe. don't want
1: it. If there is, I don't want it. <clears throat> that sounds like... That sounds like a flavor mistake
0: yeah you know what's not a mistake in flavor <laughs> coffee oasis, coffee oasis. You know, every flavors. time we talk i am baffled by how much we have in common
1: oh brett go on
0: well first we both love coffee
1: we love coffee
0: and we also love helping other people
1: i love helping other people
0: which is amazing do you know why
1: because Coffee Oasis does both of those things at the exact same time.
0: At the same time, so not so we're multitasking because we're drinking coffee and helping others at the same time, and we are helping the Coffee Oasis because when you drink Coffee Oasis mm. coffee, you create safe shared spaces, you create street and school outreach, you provide mentorships, shelter, job training,
1: shelter, meals, clothing, confidence, for confidence, for and how. Uh, by buying their coffee.
0: By buying their coffee, you buy their coffee. Because where you get your coffee may not mean much to you, but it means mm-hmm. everything to them.
1: That's right.
0: The Coffee Oasis is restoring community through compassionate youth programs and coffee business. So go to their business and buy, buy, their, some coffee. Coffee. buy their
2: coffee. That's right. Yes.
0: In important news, super important news, the enigma. The billion-year-old black diamond sold for four point three million dollars. Ladies, it's off the market.
1: Four point three billion dollars. Million. Million dollars.
0: Billion-year-old.
1: So <laughs> it's just interchanged. That puts the, the heart of the ocean. The shame.
0: That yeah. Yeah. From uh, Titanic. Titanic? So yes, yeah, nice. for a, bi- sure.
1: a billion years old yeah. sold for four point three million. Yep. Yeah, it's believed to be
0: the largest cut diamond. It's five hundred and fifty-five point five five carats. There's lots of fives. And there's a decimal point in there.
1: That's insane.
0: So it's named the Enigma Diamond, which weighs about the same as a banana, although costs significantly more. <laughs> um, it was expected to fetch $6.5 million in an online auction, but it just pulled a measly $4.3 I mean,
1: chump change.
0: Chump change. Um, <laughs> there are competing theories about the origin of the stone, Including that it was carried to Earth by an asteroid, but w- here's the funny thing about this thing, even even funnier that it was paid in crypto, um, even funnier than the guy is going to rename it, not the Enigma anymore, but he's going to call it Hex.com for the the crypto business that he founded himself. So that's not that's not egocentric at, at, at all. <laughs> But here's the funny thing about this. When I first saw about this space rock that came from that came from uh, uh, outer space by an asteroid, the first thing I thought it was Joe Dirt, right? Oh,
1: first yeah. first thing I thought of
0: the, of the space peanut on the asteroid. and, and <laughs> I don't know meteor, but I'm gonna see what you're worth. Well, evidently a meteor is worth four point three million dollars. Just so. That wow. You know. So it's it's off the market. Um, Think about what you could do
1: with four point three million dollars.
0: And the inflation on crypto and what, the, you know, what, how expensive that actually might be. Um, but yeah, the, the auctioneer, uh, uh, the buyer has opted to use crypto for the purchase. Uh, Sotheby's uh, did not identify the purchaser, but the Smarks? purchaser sure did. Whoa, yeah, really? His name's Richard Hart. He's entrepreneur Richard Hart. And he took to social media to claim that he was the buyer of the Enigma.
1: Why would you put yourself, like... In, in in that target role like you don't want people to know that like when you win the lottery you want to kind of remain anonymous for some time
0: oh no mr hart didn't want to because if you're going to name it hexa.com people are going to be like why isn't the enigma why isn't the enigma diamond anymore there's su- so. no such thing as bad press right
1: yeah 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 i don't know until they rob you for your 4.3 million dollar diamond
2: or until the diamond from outer space has little baby aliens on it
1: Ooh. Or something. like
0: oh, that. Oh, I didn't think about that. We don't know the yet.
1: power that, that the yield yet. Yeah, like that's right. Yeah.
0: What if it? Yeah. What if it makes like like kryptonite is yeah. to Superman? Yes. Maybe. Maybe. What if Richard Hart's crypto takes a dive now? Because <laughs> because.
1: because it's the
0: it's the anti-crypto you know we don't know that he he should have done some studies on this thing Oh
1: man there should be some movies about this or something there's some places we can go with what this could do
0: well i figured kim since the tiger king is now being made a movie which you (laughs) are enthralled about we might be able to make a movie about hex.com
2: well i mean Um, where i come from down south like a hex is like Man. That's, that's bad juju. It's a bad thing.
0: It's like skull and crossbones. And yeah. Stuff like that. yeah, yeah, for like, sure.
1: hex.com yeah,
2: He's playing I with know, fire. I don't know if he thought that through or not. Mm-mm. Yeah,
0: the diamond <laughs> is hexed. Yeah, sure. not, not yeah. good. <laughs> well, you talk about no, uh, no bad press, boy.
1: That's an expensive curse.
0: But I just wanted to let you know if you guys were expecting that um, mm. at any point that it, that five hundred and fifty-five point five five carat gem is off the market.
1: Like, I don't even know what I would do. Like, if my husband somehow was like a billionaire and he bought this banana weighted diamond for me, like, what would I do with it? I couldn't wear it in a comfortable way. Like, I,
0: I thought maybe in a picture of it because basically it just looks like a big giant yeah. rock. Look at that thing.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: It'd be, be it- like, Ryan, you spent what for that? That could just be plastic. I hope you got some... the receipt and I hope you go and take it back. <laughs> yeah. But your, but your crypto is worth $300,000 less in the four minutes than since you bought it. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's, there it was, that was the yeah. important topic of the day. Super Boom. important. Yeah. Super important topic.
1: You're welcome for all that information.
0: You're welcome. Hey, Kim and I, we talk a bunch Uh Throughout the week, and right. um, we got on this crazy topic the other day, and it was uh, partner peeves and, mm, and mm. just the things that drive you nuts that um, your partner or other people do. And we really we thought, you know, we got to bring this to Rise and Grind, yes. And just to kind of get people chiming in on this and, and right. to see about it. And, and so um, what it, what had it happened, uh, everybody, what happened is that I I just uh, I told my wife something, and I just got a text back from her. And that text was simply just a, a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> and although, you know, you might not think that that's such a big deal, a thumbs up emoji, in our household, that is a passive aggressive middle finger. <laughs> so, um, so those that send me uh, uh, thumbs up emojis, it, don't, it doesn't really bother me. But when she sends me a thumbs up emoji, I know what she's saying. She's so, saying
1: so other people can send it to you and you're not offended, but yeah. she says it and it's like, it's on. Oh, yeah.
0: Because she's like, yeah, okay. Good. What if,
1: what if other people send you like the middle finger
0: emoji? I would that
2: set you off? No,
0: because I don't mind <laughs> I, that's just aggressive. I like aggressive. It's passive aggressive. that's You're That's fine. Like, yeah I prefer aggressive. <laughs> so, not
1: for my wife.
0: But what, what's your what's your peer?
1: Oh, for me, it's not just my husband, it's anyone that responds to me with the word nice.
0: How's, how does that work?
1: If, if I tell you something and your response is nice, all I hear is that you do not give a rip about what I just said. Like, you don't care at all.
0: So, right, nice. Just a, a like single word, just nice, it's right? Nice.
1: Like, yeah, it just, all that tells me is like, you just have no interest in what I just said.
0: So, you, you ask your husband, you're like, how does this dress look on me? Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> don't answer that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if I'm like, hey, you know, I think we should go do this, and, you know, blah, 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 he's just like, nice. Then you don't care about what I just heard the plan, or do you? That, or... that
0: sounds like a passive aggressive middle finger, yeah. aka a thumbs up emoji.
1: But but I mean, even for me, it's even if a friend, like if I if I message a friend, oh, I'm like, hey Kim, like hey, uh this is really important to me. Isn't this cool? And she's like, nice. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, she don't care. <laughs> she do not care about what <laughs> I just said. <laughs> What's it so. for you? What is what is your thing your peeve about what people can like say or fing- do
0: fingers on the chalkboard
1: oh yeah if I text or
2: call someone and they answer with what's up, what's up? oh what's up? that drives me nuts because to me it's very dismissive okay You're like what are, what are you calling me for what's up
1: oh what's up? See.
2: yeah and it could be either a partner or like my business partner she does that to me sometimes and I'm like I'm <laughs> calling for a very important reason don't <laughs> what's say up? what's up to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the, the funny thing about you guys you guys are like expansive right you're like if anybody sends me nice i'm just flying to a rage. <laughs> and then, and then, and then you're, you're like what's up i'll, I'll show you, I'll what's up. you what's up yeah I mean, I'll show mine's what's really up. simple i just i don't like when my wife does this to me i just don't like it oh <laughs> i'm very sensitive i'm very sensitive <laughs>
1: well next time somebody says what's up to you just say nice Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. Thanks for nice. Thanks for acknowledging that.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> and end with a thumbs up. It's funny how things get translated. Yeah. Well, and it, you know the context can be so lost on a text message, especially. Yeah. Um, or an email, but you know, anytime that you're not verbally communicating with somebody, um, it can just you know what they're actually because they can, it can legitimately mean like oh, that's really nice. Like, they can mean that, and I'm still sitting over here like. <sighs> I can't believe you.
0: I know. As soon as, soon as you told me that, I, I scrolled through my text messages from you. I'm like, please don't say <laughs> that. I hope I didn't say nice.
1: Like, I did my workout, Brett. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Do you want a gold star, Kim? Every time you work out, yeah, say, but, yeah whatever. I think <laughs> you the nice. only
0: one that works out?
1: <laughs> Says the guy who's up at four in the morning every day working out. Nice. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this leads me to our newest segment that we're trying mm-hmm. out just for spicy K.
1: Is, <laughs> I feel so honored. <laughs> yes.
0: This is called Celebrity Couples. Are they stronger than ever or no longer together?
1: Oh, I'm gonna be so bad at this game. All right, yeah. we're gonna
0: we're gonna warm up with an easy one. Okay. Kim and Kanye.
2: Ah oh, gosh. I mean I haven't read the news today, so I don't know. Oh. It seems like yesterday
1: they're on and tomorrow they're off who knows anymore this one I did learn we talked about this two weeks ago so I this is this is where this kind of came from is I thought they were still together and I learned that they had broken up last February and she's dating Pete Robinson or whatever his name is now Pete Davidson yeah so they are no longer together I think I'm about to get smeared
0: (laughs) As as of 2021 she's correct they are no longer together okay okay Austin Kutcher and Mila Kunis.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're together anymore. They are. They are together. Oh. Only because I love them both so dearly that I actually do know about them.
0: Yep, yeah, she's right. They are better than ever. Married for almost seven years now.
1: They're married. They're married. Wow, now. I had no idea. And yeah. they, they got they got together right at the time that sh- like she had filmed like they, they both did like a show about friends with benefits or something like that, like *No Strings Attached* with benefits. And so they both started off that way. Like, well, let's be friends and, you know, hook up. And then, of course,
0: I fell in love. It goes even farther than that, Kim. You're going to be impressed by um, my ability to uh, go past my superpower of of yeah. Um They actually got together on the set of that 70s show.
1: Well, their characters their kiss ca- on that their show. Characters,
0: that, and that was Mila Kunis's first kiss when she was 14 years old. Aston Kutcher was 19 years old. But
1: she was dating Macaulay Culkin at the time.
0: I you, you trumped me.
1: <laughs> See, I, I'm just did, gonna
0: move on to the next. You one.
1: don't know nothing.
0: Yeah, I know that, <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Number three, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill.
1: <sighs> I want them to be together still. Like my the, my my heart wants to say yes. I don't know. What about you? I they've not they're not even on my radar. Oh. I've heard
2: nothing about them. I assumed they were still together because they were just so in love.
0: Yeah, well, you are correct based upon your assessment. Yes! They are better than ever, married 25 years, and have a hit show, "1883."
1: Oh, okay.
0: on Paramount.
1: Did not know that. Me either. I would like to watch that. Now. It's adorable.
0: Bill and Melinda Gates.
1: Oh, they're they're done. Are they? Oh yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, they're t- I know this because I just yeah, <laughs> saw the headline. <laughs> the finance the
0: finance lady knows this. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs>
0: they are no longer together. They called it quits in 2021. Evidently, he must have seen how uh, Bezos was batching it up, and, and old Billy decided <laughs> that he wanted to run up being a peanut he, he
2: decided he had been hitting the books a little too long, and he decided it was time to go off on new ventures. And wow. um,
0: yeah, after 25 some years, he and uh, I heard he and Bezos are getting an apartment together.
1: <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> That's a naughty rumor. Yeah.
0: Okay, you ready for this one? Yeah. J-Lo and A Rod.
1: No, J Lo is with Ben Affleck right now. So, oh yeah, they were just at a basketball game. Final well, answer.
0: That that wrecked the next seven that I had. <laughs> J Lo and Drake.
1: Oh shoot! J Lo okay.
0: and Diddy. <laughs> Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck.
1: Yep, <laughs> that did wreck that, didn't it? Done in two
0: thousand eight. Last J Lo and Ben Affleck.
1: Stronger than ever.
0: After six months, six whole months, they're still going hard. They're
1: still strong. Yeah. Well, they've been together before. They're re they're rekindled. What yeah. was that song? Jenny on the block. Je- I'm yeah. still I'm still Jenny, Jenny on the block. The block. I, I don't <laughs> know that one.
0: sorry. But there goes a total score of uh well, let's just say spicy K came in second.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> congratulations! Yay! <laughs> everyone wins here. yeah
0: everyone's a winner. <laughs> I think that it's Spicy K's turn to do her interview.
1: You know what? You call her second place, but she puts, oh, that's only because she puts everybody else and everything else first. Is that a fact? She's such a giver. Yes. So in fact, I wrote quite the intro on you. Uh So if you don't mind, I'd love to read a little bit about.
0: I love this part, Kim, right? Because here I'm (laughs) in with with my low tech flipping through my pages on this. Uh, you know, uh, a Spicy K gives us these handouts of what she's going to talk about. And there you are, all digital.
1: Hello. All digital. Hello.
0: Yeah. Well, Ready to thim- send the thumbs up emoji. <laughs>
1: you know, this may seem like it's an age thing, but it's actually because I don't have a printer at home. So I just put this all here and didn't have a place to print it. So
0: gotcha. that's why well, my... you
1: don't need a printer. That's true. And it's very
0: green. It's very green because, you know, th- there's trees that, right. that have to happen here. You
1: know, yeah. I'm so paperless right now. Yeah,
0: you are paperless. <laughs> and please go ahead with your with your paperless intro.
1: Okay, this is my Spacy K intro, and I'm super excited to have her here with us today. So here we go. Kim Sterling is one of the single most fascinating people I've had the chance of knowing. Where to even begin for this introduction today? First off, Kim is a first-generation college graduate within her family. But I could also begin by saying that she has two canine fur babies at home, named Sophie and Tux. But a past pet of hers that really should be mentioned is an alligator named Leroy. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's common for for is it. Baton Rouge? Yep. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where Kim grew up. But here in the Pacific Northwest, that is a noteworthy mention. Uh, Kim, <laughs> he had a leash and everything. That's
0: that, crazy to me. You can that, walk him
1: down the road. Totally and that out. breaks
0: down every single stereotype that I've ever heard <laughs> from anybody from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, that they have fat alligator named Leroy. Oh, my but goodness. Yeah, it, it's all been confirmed. Can I continue? Please do. <laughs>
1: Kim joined us here in Washington five years ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Professionally, Kim has uh, been a boat captain, a skydiving videographer. She launches a career as a counselor and then she becomes a life coach and of course now is a licensed financial advisor. She currently hangs her hat with the amazing folks of Edward Jones. If you're looking for financial guidance, Kim is a great place to start. If you're looking for a partner in crime to jump out of a plane with, she's also a fantastic place to start for that. In fact, Kim has jumped out of a plane more than 400 times. It's true. Simply Successfully, too. Successfully. She's lived to tell the tale. (laughs) Personally... Kim loves the outdoors, exploring new places, traveling, hiking, boating, listening to podcasts, and learning as much as she can about other cultures. She is a lifelong learner. I could go on and on and on, but I think that we should stop here and give this amazing woman a moment to chat with us so you can hear from her yourself. So please join me with a warm welcome for Spicy K. Yeah. Much for having me. The Specific Financial Advisor.
0: Exactly. We are glad to have you. Yes. And so the basis for our podcast, as you know, is we talk about fitness yes. and what you do. You are in the fitness field, you bring people wealth fitness. Absolutely. And so I was hoping that you can talk a little bit about what ways you work with your clients to help bring them wealth fitness.
2: Yes. So Yeah, I never imagined myself being in this field, but it's actually a really good fit with my skill set of being a life coach and a counselor because it really is all about taking someone from where they are today, you know, not getting so wrapped up in Mm -hmm. perceived past mistakes or quote unquote failures, but really taking a look at where they're at today and where they want to be. Mm -hmm. And then just getting them really excited about that process because money can be a very intimidating or Mm -hmm. emotional thing. And so being able to unpack all of that and and just get, get my clients to focus on the excitement of where they want to be. But when someone is really laser focused on their goals and the motivation behind it and the excitement behind that, that's really what propels them forward.
1: That is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Because you could read any book or any tip and advice about you know ways to save, snowball effect, like all the things out there. But until you apply it to yourself, and yes. like you said, I love that attach the emotional part of it to the money for your own stuff. Right, yeah, that's huge. Yes.
0: Because truly, I mean, saving isn't fun. No, right? it's not fun. Right. Um. It the the boats and the and the vacations and all those things. Those are the fun things. Right. But um but i think it's you know kind of in like you're saying in the way that you help show them mm-hmm. what does fun look like 15 years from now what does fun look like 20 years from now
2: absolutely and, and this society is very much instant gratification mm-hmm. right and so it takes uh, a bit of discipline and and again just that motivation behind the why you know people invest in things all the time without even really thinking about it they invest their time um, at their job or in their career, you know, mm-hmm. um, in what's going on with celebrities, yeah,
1: <laughs> like yeah. you can win
2: win the, the quizzes, you know. <laughs> um, but no, and and so just just like uh, people invest their time and mm-hmm. things things that they're passionate about, they do that because well, number one, they're passionate, but number two, because they think it's going to lead them down some certain path, right? So my job is to get people to understand why they're investing today for a tomorrow that hasn't happened yet. And so they can understand and see very clearly, well, this time and energy and money that you're investing today is going to lead you to this path of where yeah. you want to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: In in the world of do-it-yourself, right? There's do-it-yourself everything. Um, fortunately, there's not do-it-yourself insurance, but there's do-it-yourself <laughs> physical fitness. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, was talking about people doing it themselves with solar. Ah, That doesn't sound, that sounds crazy, but do it yourself. Um, financial advising. Mm -hmm, I mean, that, that has become with, with everything being so, um, automated now with, with so much information being out there and misinformation being out there. Um, what, why would somebody use an fa when i can just go on to e trade with the baby right. and the ba- the baby's <laughs> going to give me some advice why would i use a, a financial advisor yeah
2: it's a great question i and i tell my clients this all the time if it was just about investing then i i wouldn't have a job, right? I wouldn't have a place. But it's not just about investing. What we see is that the average do-it-yourself investor, number one, they average two and a half percent rate of return over a 20-year period. So that barely outpaces inflation. Wow. And this is something that general the general population doesn't really know. So that's what I bring to the table, um, is a, a wealth of knowledge about what's really going on behind the scenes, on the investing side, the trends, um, the pitfalls, right? What to be aware of. So that's the investing side, but again, that's not all there is to it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Each person's situation is unique, but we wanna make sure that they're making decisions and they're on the path that's going to get them as quickly and as safely to their destination as possible. I use the analogy of, okay, you're taking a cross country road trip. You could bring out this map and unfold it in the car. And you know, <laughs> you, you'll know you get there probably, you'll get there. But if you have a GPS that's giving you turn by turn navigation and showing you where the nearest McDonald's is and showing you where the orange cones are. So maybe you can deviate a bit. Um, it, you just have that sense of security, you know, like, yeah. hey, I've got someone's giving me this turn by turn direction.
0: What would you say to somebody who might have the idea that investing is gambling? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I ran into this, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you specifically, this was this was kid related, I, I was teaching my kids about investing, you know, you and I know each other, you know, you know, that I'm I'm, you know, I'm about saving for the future. And I was yes. teaching my kids about how stocks work, and you uh-huh. take ownership of this business and things like that. That's right. one of my kids. I said, "You, you really enjoy video games. Why don't we invest in video game uh-huh. companies?"
2: Uh-huh. And
0: he'd said, "I don't want to gamble my money," uh-huh. and which you they learned that in the home. They right. didn't learn that in this home, uh-huh. but they learned that in a home, <laughs> right? And so that it would have come from an adult. So, so what would you say to somebody who maybe was a naysayer to say, "No, that's that's gambling," or you know, that's I'd I'd rather just put my money into a bank and keep it safe at that zero point something interest. (laughs) Um, How would, how would you approach something like that?
2: I would ask a lot of questions Mm -hmm. because, uh, and I I have heard, I have heard that before. And once we start to drill down, it really, in my experience, it comes down to uh, a feeling of security, right? So some people, because uh, you know, maybe maybe a family member, maybe a neighbor or co-worker had some sort of horrible experience with the stock market. You know, we all remember what happened back in 08, Mm -hmm. right? We hear about the stock market crash and people lost everything. Uh, But when people don't really understand the fundamentals of the stock market and Mm -hmm. investing in general, then they can get lost in that uh, sort of Oh, be careful mentality. Um, I would ask a lot of questions and just really drill down and, and, and find out why they feel as though it's a risk.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: then I teach them how we take measures
1: to de-risk
2: them as much as possible.
1: I love your background being part of, you know, counselor, life coach, and being able to make those connections for people. Because, yes. like, I saw a video the other day, and I'm pretty sure it was a TikTok, so I know, millennial over here. <laughs> um, I, don't,
0: I don't do the talk tick
1: stuff. <laughs> You're missing out, Brett. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what my kids tell me.
1: But what was so fascinating to me about this video that I watched, I don't, I don't even know the gal's name, because that's, social media now, but, um, but she was talking about how if you want something, you have to be willing and determined to face its opposite. So in that way, like, if you want to save and be rich someday, yes, if you want to invest and in be rich someday, then you need to get comfortable or willing to be familiar with feeling broke. Exactly, because you're getting the budget so tightly right. to do that. Yep. And so, you know, is, is that part of what you do with people is help them kind of understand that as they move? Forward? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have all sorts of charts and graphs and tools and
2: everything, but really what I like to do is get a really good understanding of someone's background. What is their attitude around money? You know, I think a lot of us grew up hearing money doesn't grow on trees, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But money can grow for us, right? With the law of compounding interest. I mean, Einstein came up with that, the rule of 72, (laughs) you know, it's just math, it's just logic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I'm able to sit down with someone, I love teaching, I love the teaching aspect of what I do, uh, because it actually makes my job easier. But because when when things happen in our economy or on the global stage and it affects the stock market, like what we're seeing right now, mm-hmm. um, like today, today, yeah. right. Lots
0: of red today. I, it, I, I peaked.
2: Yes. And, and so, um, when I prepare my clients with the, 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 knowledge, the fundamentals of how the stock market works, it actually makes my job easier and less painful because when someone exits the market and they, they sort of lop off that, that growing snowball, it's painful for me, you know? Yeah. So I like to take the time and show them. Yeah. And
0: equities are just one piece of your whole investment pie, right? Sure. So, um, so there are, you know, maybe if somebody was, you know, risk averse right. and, and, you know, didn't want to get into equities themselves, there are other options for
2: Absolutely, it. absolutely. And really what it comes down to is a plan. You know, your plan, your risk tolerance, your time horizon, um, goals for, for the money. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, everyone has different goals, short-term goals, longer-term goals. So, so it really, it really just depends. And, you know, to draw another parallel, I mean, Brett, this is what is so great about what you're doing with, with the 360 degree health, you know, it actually falls really closely in line with a study that we conducted called the four pillars of the new retirement and retirement typically is the big buzzword when we're talking about investing, right? Because it's a, it's a long play Mm -hmm. as they say, Mm -hmm. right? It it takes time to, to work towards that. What do you guys think when you hear of retirement
1: travel and, or a lot of family pancake house (laughs) Uh dinners? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, for me, Uh it would be, um, financial freedom, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the ability to work if you wanted to work, but didn't have to. Yes.
2: Mm -hmm. And those are very positive sort of connotations. Unfortunately, some people have a negative connotation with retirement. It conjures up images of being in an old folks home Mm -hmm. or my life is over, right? I'm Mm -hmm. old and people don't consciously think of it this way, but as a result, They're putting it off on the
1: back burner because they don't want to face it. Oh, I see that all the time with talking about life insurance. Yes. Yeah. They don't want to talk about it because if you talk about it, that makes it real. Exactly.
2: The four pillars of the new retirement. So the four pillars are health, family, purpose, and finances. These things are intertwined and they represent the keys to unlocking well-being in retirement. Mm -hmm. So it's taking a very positive approach and, and putting, it's empowering others to realize, you know, like, Hey, these are the things that are intertwined with one another that we plan for today. Yeah. You can really have a really nice, that phase of your life would be a
1: continuation really of whatever you want it to be. Uh, well, I've heard that your happiness in retirement is directly related to your income in your retirement, right? So, yes. So um, those that have multiple streams still coming in through their annuities and their investments, yes. Um, and and you know they've got their their paychecks and their playchecks. I love that one. Oh, that's I'm stealing that one. That's will... awesome. Well, <laughs> I wish I didn't write that. That's actually. Uh, I I'm blanking on his name right now, but, you know, that's actually a, th- a thing. Um, but I love that part, too, because that's, you know, that is what makes up, right, a happy retirement. Um, now, this was really interesting to me. A whopping
2: 77% of those planning to retire wish there were more resources to help them plan for their ideal retirement beyond their finances so to tie all this back together and why wouldn't someone just want to go with their with a robo advisor yeah is because if it was just about finances if it was just about investing there would be no need for what you know and i would say collectively what Kim and i both do you know and what really hit my heart here is across all generations people most commonly say they want their financial, financial advisor to act as a financial guide who understands their goals and helps to achieve them as opposed to an investment advisor who strictly makes recommendations about their investments. I think that as, as financial guides or advisors you or how everyone refer to us, it is incumbent upon us to educate and to inform
1: right? Absolutely. And then that empowers others to take the path that they want to take. Sure. So earlier, I said that you are one of the most fascinating people that I know. <laughs> and I'm not making that up <laughs> for this segment. And I want like, one thing that I'm dying to ask you about, and I hope that you don't mind, um, is that I know you have history um, and aspirations to possibly do it again in, in fostering children. Yes. I think that's really cool, and I'd love to learn more about um, what that was like for you um, when you did do that, and maybe what advice you have for others that are exploring, you know, being a foster parent.
2: I come from a single-parent family. Um, I did not know my dad, uh, my biological dad, until I was in my early 20s. Um, I was adopted by my stepdad, so I know what that process is like, number one, and I'll say that... I am a big proponent of children being with their biological parents wherever possible. However, there is a a system, a foster system, thank goodness, where children are able to have the stability that they need um, until their parents are able to make the changes that they need to make and so i was uh i was a part of that system and i fostered three children mm. for 9 months wow. um it was supposed to be for a weekend um because mm. i i had definitely signed up a sort of like respite care um and and then just one thing sort of led to another you know and again being able to offer that stability to them so that they weren't sort of moved from pillar to post is what was so important to me and that's that's how they ended up um, with us. I mean, at the time I was, I was partnered, but um, you know, it got to the point where they were calling me mom, Mm. you know, and we had really forged a strong bond and it was really difficult, but the the reward was, you know, seeing them sort of evolve into this, these bright eyed
1: children that didn't seem to really be afraid of anything anymore. Hmm. So what advice would you give someone that's out there that's thought like they've kind of heard about it before, thought about it, where do they even start? Yeah, I would say most states um,
2: have, you know, like DCFS, Department of Children and Family Services. That's what they called it in Louisiana. I'm sure it's something similar here. Um, Website, you can go on. I I went through a class and um, got certified. And, and yeah. I would say, you know, for, for people who are considering that, um, it c- has to be completely unselfish. Yeah, I will say that mm-hmm. it has to be for completely unselfish reasons, or else it probably wouldn't work out very well.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, unselfish is kind of your legacy. That's
1: right. Yeah. Um,
0: as a counselor, as a life coach, as a now financial advisor, um, we gave you a bio, and we asked you to talk about the things about yourself. And and in that bio, you had still thought about other people. You'd still you were st- <laughs> still were not focused on on Kim Sterling. Mm-hmm. you were focused on other people. Kim, I know that this may be difficult, but would you share with us a little bit about what you talked about mm-hmm. in your bio?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so I'm I'm honored to be able to bring this up. So I mentioned before, I was partnered. I was married. Um, And it was a very toxic, emotionally abusive relationship. And if I were to tell my closest friends or family that I was getting battered and bruised by words, by behaviors, they may not have believed me, right? Because it wasn't visible to, to others who were not behind closed doors. I look at it as just being chipped away at you know, who I am and my personality, um, just, just being chipped away at little by little over time. And in, in moments like that, it's, it's almost just this feeling of wanting to curl up in a ball that the outside world just gets completely shut off and, this this person who is on the receiving end of this emotional abuse will just go inward more and more which is also even more detrimental because they feel as though they have no one they can turn to mm-hmm. i feel very very fortunate that i exited that relationship intact um the statistics out there are just staggering you know and and i see i see women in my circle of friends right now that are going through the same thing mm. And, and it's interesting being on the outside looking in because I was them. I was making excuses for my spouse. I was explaining away his poor behavior. I was believing what he said about, oh, I was overreacting to things or, mm-hmm. um, you know, oh, that's not what I said. And, and, and they're going through that same thing, right? So I just want to remind women out there who, and men, right. It happens to men as well. There are resources out there Mm -hmm. and, and you have to try to dig yourself out of that hole that you feel that you're in and reach out to someone that you trust Mm -hmm. and someone that you can rely on to help you. Mm -hmm. You know, that was something very difficult for me to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I thought was amazing Mm -hmm. about that is that was what was in your, achievements and accomplishments portions of your of the interview guide was exiting a very toxic relationship yes and I was just really wowed that that was an accomplishment and achievement that you were willing to share but also you added to that why you wanted to share Mm -hmm. and to let women know or men like you said Uh that if you're stuck in this type of situation yeah and and being mistreated over and over um to recognize that as emotional abuse and decide that you deserve better Mm -hmm. and that's really just a sign of who you are
1: Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm.
0: always thinking of others Mm -hmm. Um, not only does it come out just in knowing you but also through this podcast as well
1: is it time
0: for the grinder (laughs) we're we're bringing it we're bringing it the grinder is a series of simple would you rather questions relating to the topics discussed Mm. in the podcast general topics or whatever we feel like whatever we feel like and you are going to be scored and judged
1: (laughs) on these answers
0: i hope i do
2: better than the celebrity contest
0: (laughs) are you ready i'm ready would you (laughs) rather have a thumbs up emoji or the reply of nice
1: thumbs up emoji (laughs) she doesn't like the word nice either. she's not having it (laughs) all right Cajun cuisine or Creole cuisine, a.k.a. jambalaya or gumbo? Gumbo.
0: Gumbo. She didn't even think about that.
2: (laughs) Chicken and sausage gumbo, to be exact. Very specific.
0: (laughs) Would you rather sail the open seas with only the stars to guide you or jump out of a plane at night with only the ground to guide you?
2: Ooh. I'm going to go with... Sailing on the open ocean with the stars. I mean, because right. when I jumped at night, I had glow sticks. Um, I don't think the ground would be a very good
1: guide. for <laughs>
2: Jumping at night, skydiving no. at night. No. I
1: want some no. glow sticks. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a two-part question that I'm dying to ask you. Would you rather hang out with Elaine or Cosmo Kramer? Ooh, I'm gonna go with Kramer
2: on this one. Ah!
1: I love Elaine. Don't get me wrong, but Kramer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pop quiz. Since you love Elaine and you love Seinfeld, tell me what is Elaine's last name? Venice. You're so good. Right. <laughs> I do not know why. That was hard for me. I'm adding really? To,
0: I'm adding it to score here, and it looks like she moves on to the other round.
1: Oh! <laughs> is okay. is the, the lightning round? She moves uh. on to the
0: next round. Okay. Fit or, flop, fit or flop? Which is just a bunch of occupational specific and show related topics that you answer fit. If it's a good idea or flop,
2: mm, not
0: so much. Okay? okay,
2: we're not talking about flip flops either, right?
0: No, fit oh. fit flops.
2: <laughs> okay. okay. Okay.
0: The Seinfeld season finale was that a fit or a flop?
1: I thought it was funny. I'm gonna say a fit. Oh, you liked it. I nice. did. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, getting crypto advice from a friend who calls in Doggy Coin flip or flop yeah that's a flop <laughs> yeah no, no,
0: don't no don't go for the doggy coin
1: don't go for the <laughs> doggy Deal. coin Deal.
0: <laughs> got it
1: i have one more for you for fit or flop if you don't mind
0: i i of course i don't
1: okay there's a tv show called married at first sight oh my gosh fit or flop oh fit 1000 <laughs> that's one of my favorites is that a good show is that it the is. one with
0: the pods
2: no,
1: that is love It no is love love is blind. Oh. I like that one as well. Gotcha. Oh, they, okay. they, they get married, the first time they see each other is at the altar. They literally decide that's up the first time they see each other. Huh. And then they have to go through this entire – they have to, like, move in together. They go on a honeymoon first. They move in together. Yeah, I mean, no as covered. if
2: meeting at the altar for the first time wasn't enough pressure, they get followed around with a camera crew okay. <laughs> for, what is it, yeah. eight weeks or it's something like that. Wow. It's intense. It's intense. I mean, that's a heck of an experiment. But when it comes to, like, social experiments like that, I'm all about it. Yeah. I love so, it. so you would do it? I would do it. That's so fun. Yeah, I mean, what little this disclaimer have? here, like <laughs> – I'm looking for my adventure buddy. I love yeah, just, just it. So just so you know, you she know. is
0: ready to be cast for the next episode. of I am. Uh... Married yeah. yes
1: yeah. <laughs> how fun is that i love that well
0: it, we don't know because the 11.75 listeners one of them may oh. have connections to that show so they might be careful yes.
1: by the time this airs we might even have like 13 listeners because i'm telling you we are gaining popularity we have like over 1800 people see our third episode post so wow i know wow I know.
0: We're i'm big gonna news. keep
1: spreading that word
0: but if- nonetheless Kim, you were a tremendous guest. This was yes. everything that we thought it would be. We, When Kim and I uh, scheduled you, we thought this is going to be so much fun. It was amazing fun. Thank you so oh, much. Thank and you,
2: guys. This was fun. Oh. Very much.
0: Tune in to our next episode with Michelle Doyle from Bluefoot Architecture. And she tells us how she creates spaces that fit you mm. and some tips and tricks on how you can fit your own space.
1: I'm so excited.
0: So excited. Everybody, it was so great.
1: Spicy K, yes. Podcast
0: four is done. We're gonna get this cover and get so this proud. out. Thank you so much. Thank you to the eleven point seven five listeners and the one point two five that are about to come on. Thank you so much. And don't Thank
1: forget, you. if you're gonna leave a message for us in the comments, make sure it's a nice one because if it's not nice, it'll get automatically deleted. Or a thumbs up.
0: And yeah. a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, and everyone's gonna say nice. It won't make the air when we read your comments
2: so it'll be a passive aggressive
1: (laughs) thumbs up so
0: as you can as as you guys know the show it was nice
1: it was nice it was super nice what's up what's up so nice
0: what's up everybody (laughs) we'll see you later thank you so much